Alright, Aaron Bush, and today we are joined by an indie pop singer-songwriter who recently made a pretty big move inside of her life, but with that move came new opportunities, new doors to be opened, and ooh, some amazing new sounds that I cannot wait to dive into with our guest today. She has amassed over 300,000 Spotify streams, over 20,000 monthly listeners on that platform, and she's built herself quite a nice little uh, Twitch following as well with over 3,000 supporters over on that platform. And of course, today we are joining together to talk about a new song entitled I Don't Want It with our guest, Emmy Law. How's it going today, Emmy? Hi, good morning. I'm just getting started. Ooh, Yeah, with the day. Yes, but I can see the sun is shining bright through your window. And it's a beautiful day in Nashville by the looks of it. Yes, very. Good, good. I love to hear it. And of course, like I mentioned, you recently, uh, within this past year, maybe just a little over a year ago, made that decision to move on down to a sunny, beautiful, bright Nashville, one of the uh, songwriting, one of the music meccas of the world. So one thing that I really need to know to kick this off is after a lifetime of being inside of Georgia, spending some years inside of Atlanta, what is it like to find yourself inside of this new environment? It's honestly just uh, so refreshing. And I'm, of course, thinking, why didn't I move here sooner? But I know that I moved exactly when it was the right time for me. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I definitely feel like I fit in a lot more here than, um, than Atlanta. Nothing against Atlanta. Um, but it's so much, there's so much more community here in the songwriting arena. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, something that's very important. And I think maybe some people overlook is The music industry gets a lot of competition sometimes over collaboration, where as artists, we should be working together. We should be trying to build each other up. But sometimes we always think, well, if one person does better than me, then they're taking my opportunity, obviously, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Atlanta was very competitive, at least the the circles that I was in. Mm. Um, It's interesting how that works. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, right? And then just how a change of environment where Atlanta itself, still quite a music mecca, many would say, one of those larger cities, there's a lot of hustle and bustle inside of there. And to move to somewhere that some would consider larger, it's definitely got to be more cutthroat then, right? But you get to Nashville and like all you ever hear about is like, oh, there's collaboration everywhere. Everybody's just songwriting. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. So that's exactly what you'd say that it brought to you was more collaboration, more of a uh, creative energy. Yeah, creative energy is so, uh, it's so life-giving just being around it and seeing other people hustling going out to the rounds and hearing their songs. And it it just makes you a better writer just being around it, you know? Hey, absolutely. Right. It's, I can see that for sure. And one thing that I also saw while uh, doing my research that I thought was kind of funny is you go and you make this big move to Nashville, but then you get uh, connected with a producer that happens to be North after you maybe moved (laughs) a little bit South type of thing. 
So how did you exactly did you end up getting connected with uh, your producer who's helped you with some of these latest tracks here in Shane Becker? It's so ironic, but yeah, I um I reached out to the guy that produced my Bitterheart EP, which I recorded in Nashville with a guy in Nashville. And I just said, I asked him if he had any suggestions for producers and he suggested Shane. And I almost didn't even reach out because he was in New Jersey. And I was like, why? Because I've never worked remotely with a producer before, but um, I really loved his work. And I was like, fine, I'll, I'll email him. And then, and then we just started working together. Yeah, I love his work. I just think he's so creative and he seems to really get my vision. Um, I'm still looking for guys in Nashville though. Like this year, I'm looking for some, some in the city people to do some more acoustic stuff, you know, like live room stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, and getting other sets of ears and otherwise different things that you can learn, pick up, add to your uh, creative process, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So you mentioned that this was your first time uh, working with somebody who, of course, wasn't in that uh, same room. So what was that sort of a change of pace like for you? Well, I was super skeptical at first. Um, but then we used something called audio movers and we were able to work together just, just like this, but and we would be like on a Zoom call, but then also on audio movers so I could hear his progress. And I would send him tracks. I sent him demos that sometimes he would chop up and do fun stuff with. And then I would send him like piano tracks and stuff like that. Um, and then I recorded the vocals with the guy here in town. And so that was the process for Black and White and I Don't Want It. And he and Shane are friends, Josh Bonino. I always say his name wrong. But I love him too. He's great to do vocals with. So it's kind of a patchwork quilt situation, but it's totally working. I love it. So, yeah. Okay. So you were able to get some uh, studio time inside Nashville to work out the pieces and then just (laughs) the puzzle was built together otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So like you mentioned, a little uh, different for sure, maybe uh, something that you can be a little bit skeptical of, but at the same time, it's pretty amazing um, what uh, technology can be used for when used for the right purposes. It's so true. Yeah. (laughs) You just got to be open. You just got to be open to it. Fantastic. Uh, Awesome. Well, I'm glad that you were able to uh, make that work between changing... um, rules i assume being able to get into one studio and make everything happen and of course it ended up uh creating some incredible wonderful music uh for yourself here in your two most recent singles well i guess there was a christmas single in between there but uh to your two most uh, non-christmas holiday themed singles uh both happened to be uh through with one shane becker there and i'd love to dive into uh both of these tracks and i'd like to of course dive into the most recent uh track that has came our way it dropped on january 7th here in 2022 with i don't want it so what exactly is it that we don't want here emmy i know right (laughs) i had no idea what to call that song there were like four different options and i just went with that one and so the joke is like but you do want it you really do (laughs) You you do want it. You just don't you want know it. what you yeah. want. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. What exact energy were you trying to capture here inside of this song? Well, I wanted to do kind of a, a more pop style song, whatever that even means, but just more of a mainstreamy pop type sound, but like still still keep um my my vocals at the center and everything. And so Shane did like a 
he went with like a soft, I don't know. He, I love what he did with it. It's not like in your face, um, cheesy pop. Um, and you know, it's kind of a sad, it's kind of a sad song, but it's also kind of, um, like uplifting, like empowering. And so, um, yeah, I love, I love how it came out. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's, uh, I like the energy with it there too. And, um, definitely it's that energy of, you know, um, reading into the song, reading into some of the things you've said about it before. It's that idea of something that I think a lot of people definitely connect with where it's you're in something and two people can be great for, or can be great people, um, individually, but maybe sometimes over time we realize that maybe we aren't great for each other or maybe not anymore or whatever that happens to be. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People change and it's hard. It's hard sometimes to break the cycle that's been going on for a while. Absolutely. And love and friendship and family, uh, all sorts of relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Awesome. So, of course, this was your uh, first single here in uh, 2022. And you tra- mentioned you tried to do a little bit of a uh, more of a pop style with it. So what has the reception been like so far to this uh, new track? I think, I mean, it's been really good. It's funny. I've had friends text me and be like, hey, this is, our, this is my favorite song that you've released. And I'm like, of course, I released like a pop song and you guys all like that one. <laughs> but no, it's been probably the best of, of, um, of, any, of any of my releases. Um, I think that has to do with the production is better. And then it's hard, it's hard for me to judge my own music. You never know what's going to um, stick, you know, but this one has gotten really good reception. Mm-hmm. And it's always, you never know what people are going to take out of the song as well, which is one thing that's really awesome about it. Because of course we speak about the energy that you put into the song, the energy that you try and try capture with it but then of course like the first person can hear it and then suddenly like oh this reminds me about this thing that happened like four years ago that i totally didn't think about until right now and (laughs) totally yeah because it's so it's such a unique experience listening to music yeah so it it is so interesting Mm -hmm. you just never know yeah hey you never know you just have to put yourself out there and see what comes back right i know exactly yeah Awesome. Sometimes it comes back colorful. Sometimes it comes back in shades of black <laughs> and white. And you knew exactly oh, where I was going with good that. Good one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. And another song, like I mentioned, very much loving this. And this sort of has a little bit of a uh, pop energy to it, too, but almost in a different style there. So, what exactly went behind uh, this other track that you crafted with Shane Becker, one black and white? Yeah, I love this song. And I had, I wrote it like three years ago and I had wanted, I had thought I was going to record it just with a band, like a full band and do just standard band sounds. But then I started talking to Shane and showed him a few songs and he really latched on to this one. And I kind of just said, okay, dude, like this is the first time that I'd ever done this. I just handed him the song. I sent him some tracks that I like played along with the song, but um, I said like, I just wanted him to have fun with it. So it's got Shane Becker all over it. Yeah, it felt really good, you know, um, to just kind of let him do his thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Probably uh, once again, um, moving to that online platform and building songs that way, maybe a little skeptical, maybe a little unsure. Yes. And of course, once again, that exact same feeling of after years of crafting 
your own music probably being uh, fairly involved in the process where it's like, okay, well, uh, here's my baby. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But see, it's cool because I I let the reins go because producing is not my thing. It's, and that's okay. And there will be some songs that I do more in the studio and that are just straightforward, like folk and live recorded and stuff. But like, this wasn't it. And I wanted to try it. And I'm so glad I did. Um, Yeah. He was very good about asking me what my whole vision was. And, you know, anyway, yeah, he was just very good at listening to what, what I said. Awesome. All right. Well, one thing that I would love to know is, of course, you mentioned being able to work with different uh, creatives, different producers, different artists, and otherwise. So one thing that I would love to know is through this time of uh, working with Shane, what were uh, some of the things that maybe you learned about the creative process that you are going to apply to your music going forward? Oh, that's a great question. Um, honestly, what, what what is the word for that? Outsourcing or, um, yeah. you know, leaning on other people to do what they're good at. That is so, so, so important if you know how to do that. So um, anyway, I'm just trying to kind of ch- shift my mindset, like find people who are good at doing the thing that needs to get done, which sounds like a no brainer. But in the past, I've just kind of tried to do a lot of it myself. Um, and so it was really cool being able to like lean on Shane. And then also just hearing what he did with the tracks helps me creatively too. Cause I'm like, man, I never would have thought of that. Like he and I are working on one right now. And I, I was like, okay, my next one, I'm going to find someone in town. But then I just like, okay, Shane, just one more. So we're doing one more. Um, but he's just really surprised me creatively. Yeah. Hey, why not make it a trilogy, right? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Lord of the Rings did it. So right. it seems to be the thing. I mean, unless <laughs> yeah. you're going Harry Potter style and then, like, right. then, then that's like eight, seven, nine. I don't even know where we're at now, but yeah, I know. <laughs> Either way, just got to keep being a creative force, putting out amazing sounds, amazing music. And one way that you're continuing uh, to put yourself out into the world, building that fan base that we mentioned earlier, is that uh, Twitch channel that you've built up for yourself and quite the uh, following with, and I love the name of your fans on here, (laughs) the M-Laws, which (laughs) is so clever. I love it. So... What has it been like to uh, build up yourself uh, on this uh, new platform, the live streaming world? What, what has this been like? It's been the most unexpected joy. Like, I never thought I would be doing this. I had a, I, I'm just so thankful I had a friend who was streaming during, during the pandemic and just kind of helped me get on. I was like, fine, I'll, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just try it. I, and once again, I was so skeptical of it at first. But it's just so great. Like, where else can you hang out with a lot of the same people? every week. I mean, and and the strange thing is for me, it doesn't get redundant or boring. It's fun because they hear my new music. They give me feedback. We have emotes and little like, uh, yeah, it's so nerdy and fun. I love it. And they're real music fans. So it's just like playing out in a bar, but they are, they're your niche. Like they like what you're doing. And so you get, you get to play to a selective group that is actually here for it instead of nothing wrong with playing at the bars, but you're just not my listeners are not at the at breweries, really. I mean, mo- for the most part, they just want to hear, you know, stuff to drink to, which is not what I'm doing. So anyway, it's it's so refreshing, and it gives me a group to like put music out for, and and they get excited about it with me. And I can't really get that on Instagram or Facebook, you know. Mm-hmm. 
where their Instagram and Facebook, where as artists, as creatives, many of us know that they're limiting your reach. I mean, you can go and build Gosh, this big yes. audience, but oh no, you can only access 5% of it unless you use like go behind our paywall where Twitch has that difference where you put on a post notification and then as soon as you're online, they already have it in their emails and they're on their phone. They already know that, oh, it's, it's Emmy time, right? And I love how you can build a community on Twitch and you can do like streaming schedules. And like you mentioned, you can just do all those little other fun things like emotes and just different fun ways to make it fun for people. And maybe it's not the same initial reaction that we get like when we're live where right away you might get that un- like that feedback right away, whether it be good, whether it be bad. It's a little bit different and you have to pause, you have to read through. But at the same time, it's definitely a lot more interactive. And you know that like, on Twitch, there's thousands of streamers at like any given moment. So the fact that they're choosing to spend this time with you, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. And and it's also been financially, I mean, it's it's helped me release music. Like they've made it possible, which is incredible. It's kind of like, you know, Kickstarter and Patreon, but it's in the context of just a live show. So it's like those things in real time and people can donate and it's incredible. I mean, it's like, it's genius. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, and once again, just different creative ways where you can benefit or not benefit, but just like give them bonuses for doing just exactly that, right? Yes, I'm trying to get all my musician friends that I'm making on Twitch. I'm just <laughs> like, you, you need to come on. I'm telling you, <laughs> just join in for one, see how fun it is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, I will definitely have to jump in to one of those live streams. And if any of the listeners are Twitch people themselves, or maybe they want to check out the platform, they should definitely go ahead and do that. You should go ahead and stream not just these two new singles, but all of Emmy Law's (laughs) catalog over on your favorite music streaming service. And you should also go ahead and follow her on your favorite social media platforms as well, even if they are maybe making it a little difficult to reach you. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. All right, Emmy. So, of course, we've been talking a lot about this uh, past year here, what it's been like going through. So what I would love to know, of course, is the beginning of 2022 still. What does the uh, future potentially hold for one Emmy Law? Yeah, well, I'm just focusing um, on the music this year instead of playing shows. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna play some here and there, but I really just want to focus, laser focused on the music. So um, I want to put out a handful of singles and um, maybe record an EP if if the finances are, are there. Um, so yeah, I just want to kind of just be in the studio this year and focus on Twitch and focus on putting out songs because I, you know, in the past I've put so much emphasis on playing shows that didn't really help anything they didn't really help the music and get anyway but how can i play shows if i don't have good music out you know i mean i don't know i just feel like i haven't done it in the right order so i'm finally just gonna put music out this year and then in 2023 play more shows that's kind of my plan Mm. build the catalog build the following and then build the live shows and then hopefully some of those twitch followers maybe they're just like oh i've 
I've been watching <laughs> this so much. You know what? I'm going to hop on a plane. Well, the only bad, one of the bad things about Twitch is that they're all over the world. So it's like, there's no. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe someone's close enough. Maybe they can do like a meetup or something of the MWAS. That would be amazing. They, they've talked about that. Yeah. Like we'll just all meet somewhere. Hey, yeah. at, at a future concert somewhere, <laughs> Nashville. Let's go. Totally. Yes. <laughs> oh, fantastic. I love it. And I have had such a fun time here chatting with you about this new music here today, Emmy. I have one last question for you. You ready for it? Yes. All right. So, of course, like I've mentioned, we've been talking about the musical growth, some big decisions. Some big life changes. And of course, what I would like to know now is through this past year, through this time, through these processes, how have they helped you to grow as a person? Or what have they taught you about yourself? Oh, those are great questions. Um, I feel very, um, for the first time, I feel very content in my life with what I'm doing, which is incredible. And I, I realized that I really didn't. I haven't felt that until the last year. So I feel very grateful for that. And um, I just feel very spiritually connected as well. Like um, I've, I've met some really cool Christian people here and I'm, I believe in God, I'm a Christian. And I just um, have found a good community here too. I'm still, I'm still working on that, but I just feel very content with um, my work and my faith right now. I'm very happy, honestly. Well, I love to hear that you have found some happiness and of course being content hey nothing wrong with that either and i thank you for sharing this growth as well as the uh, story behind these two latest singles black and white and i don't want it which the listeners can go and find right now and they should thank you so much emmy for joining us here today on the dtp thanks for having me Oh, Ambush, I hope that you enjoyed today's conversation with our guest here, Emmy La. And you can go ahead and find Emmy's brand new single, I Don't Want It, as well as the rest of her incredible musical catalog over on your favorite music streaming service right now. Yes, right now. When you're there, hit follow. You better go ahead and follow Emmy on social media too so that you don't miss out on any of the incredible things she has coming your way in the future. Oh yeah, yeah. And with that, it's time to give Emmy a final roaring DTP. Thank you for joining us here today. We have to go ahead and thank Craig Brooks for setting up today's conversation. We have to thank German from YPEditor.com for making everything sound so good. Last but not least, we need to thank you, the Am Jam, the Am Bush, for tuning on in to today's episode of the DTP. If you've yet to join up with the Am, it's as easy as subscribing to the show. You can also help us grow by sharing today's episode by giving us a five-star review. And by heading on over to the web store, which is www.deserttiger.shop to copy yourself something to represent and support the show everywhere you go. And we got mad love for you, regardless of what level of support you're showing to the show. Either way, we love our ambush very, very much. And once again, we thank you for tuning in to today's episode. And it's about time that we go, but not before. We tell you, go out 
find your roar, and then let it out into the world. And until next time, and bye-bye. The Desert Tiger Podcast.